Welcome, my friends, to Scrimey River, the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. How are you going, Dennis? What's been going on with you, mate? Good, good, good. Cruising along, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. trying to stick the landing for the end of the year as we sort of come into the, the, the tail end of it. Yeah, this has been a weird one this year. How, like, I think because we've basically been recording this podcast almost exclusively in 2020. Yeah. I feel like we're doing this podcast for so long. <laughs> yeah. But it's 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 weird because, you know, everyone... I mean, this is a discussion. This is classic water cooler chat here. But oh, like, yeah. It's like, oh, this year's gone so fast, but it also feels like it's gone forever, you know? Do you know why that is? Go on. It's because your brain edits out um, unimportant memories. Yeah, yeah. In the sense that, like... It's why holidays always feel like they're longer or, they, or, or more memorable. Um, yeah, because you're doing yeah. interesting stuff. You're doing new stuff, yeah. Like, if I, I'm sitting at this desk recording this podcast with you, and I did the same thing last Wednesday, mm-hmm. and I took writing emails and stuff and all this kind of thing, and the more similar each day-to-day looks, the yeah. more your brain has to trim out to just because it's just not relevant. It's got yeah. it's got it's got enough Dennis doom scrolling while sitting in his bed <laughs> memories. It doesn't need to yeah, freshen that, that, that up every day. Has already been well. That content mine has well and truly been uh, yeah completely emptied out. Yeah. Yeah. So the number of discrete memories you have over the past nine nine months is probably fewer than usual. Another thing that I really haven't enjoyed experiences I've got older is the fact that time speeds up because mm, it's more re- it's a it's a smaller percentage of your life. Yeah. So uh, the way to think about this is when you, you know, the difference between being, say, five and 10, right, you've doubled your life total. Like you've gone, you've, so, so those years, they feel longer, right? Yeah. Whereas when five you're five, years, a year is 20% of everything you've ever experienced. Yes. Whereas and, like the yeah. difference between 20 and 25 is, you know, much, it's the same actual time. Yeah. Like I'm, 20, I'm 20, I'm 27 now. So a year is like four, like three and a half percent of all my, everything I've ever experienced. Yeah, yeah. And, and that just old- asymptotically gets faster and faster and faster as you exactly. age. Yeah. So it's like when you're playing Minecraft, when you get to level 91, you're halfway towards level 100. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because of the, because of the way that XP works. So, I mean, I'm drowning in XP over here as a 31 year old dude. I'm drowning in XP, but, um, do you I think you're, know. do you think you're likely to have a midlife crisis? I don't know. I don't know what triggers them. Like, isn't it usually a sense of underachievement? Or like, yeah, like lost opportunity, I think. I don't know, because you know me very well, Dennis, and you know that I'm one of those people who is always like wanting, always hungering for more, right? Like Hedonic like, treadmill. That's it. Always thinking like, no, this isn't good enough. I want more. I could do, I could, I could be doing better, which is always true. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, like, I like my life. Like, I like where I'm at and the, the stuff that I do. So Here's I the thing, know. though. Uh, you're so anti-materialistic. That I can't much. imagine you being like, I'm going to buy a Ferrari. Well, that's, that's what I'm wondering. What does my, what, do, well, the other thing is I'm so cheap and so that's, tight with money. Uh, that's what I meant when I said anti-materialistic, Riley. But I just maybe, meant cheap. <laughs> well, no, like I like having things. I just don't like buying them. So maybe my midlife crisis is like, you know what? Thieving? I, no, no, no. Well, okay. Yeah, sure. I'm going to rob a bank. No, I was going to be like, you know what? I will buy a PlayStation 5. Like maybe Ooh. that's my, my, you know, big purchase, you know? Is PlayStation 5 you buy in 2035? <laughs> well, okay, yeah, that's, okay. You know what? I will buy a PlayStation and 7. in 2035, you'll probably be able to buy the brand new Grand Theft Auto 6. That'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe, you know, the Elder Scrolls 6. Or maybe- Skyrim no, again. <laughs> no, I was going to say Cyberpunk, but no, come on, You're let's be, be realistic. Well, let's they, put the, realistic. they put the release date right in the title. I don't know why people are being confused about it. Yeah, I, it's very strange. Did you say, I don't know if you saw this. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to buy the game. I don't really care about it that much. I, I know people are very invested in it. They removed another release date from. It was on the Twitter and go oh, 20, December whatever, gone, gone again. So now it's even, just, now, not, now there's not even a release date. I didn't even know that. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> I tell you what, this video game it it better be the best one that's ever made. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, this is ostensibly, at least on paper, a Magic the Gathering podcast. Yes, indeed. Well, that's what we claim, at least. Uh, and that's what benefit- we get paid for. Yes, and that's the only reason we do claim that it is a Magic the Gathering podcast is, of course, because we are sponsored by one of the leading Magic the Gathering uh, brands. As we in- see the, the red dot appear on Riley's forehead <laughs> with Sasso on the roof Sasso across the, the street. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 get yeah, back yeah. on track. Yeah. <laughs> Sell the ultimate Magic gift box. Channel5.com, uh, Ultimate Magic Gift Box, um, which, for those, I mean, I'm sure, you know, regular listeners will remember the the ad from last week, but let, let's refresh and remind people here, Dennis, what's at stake with the MTG Ultimate Gift Box. It's just a ridiculously good offering. Six-pack, 12-pack, 24-pack editions. 24-pack editions is just a chaos draft in a box, basically, mm-hmm, honestly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ships to Europe, ships to a bunch of other countries. There's a whole list on the website. Just go to channel and click on the big banner. It'll take you right there. There's a commander edition. There's a new player edition. If you want to infect somebody in your household with the magic bug, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. the best choice of language considering the definitely pandemic. in the middle of a global pandemic. I think you could have chosen your words more carefully for sure. <laughs> but Dan. you know, just uh, fired off the top of the dome here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just, just free uh, spitballing. Yes, just spitballing. Yeah, I was going to say free balling, but that's a different thing. And I'm free. Yep, I'm spitballing. Um, um, thank you. Yeah, generally the best, like an amazing deal for. Uh, a holiday what, gift. What, what, what are we talking? About? What are we talking? How much? How much is going to set us back? Uh, I mean, Riley, like any price point, there's a, there's a package for you. There's there's a package all, for you. Fifty oh. bucks all the way up to one hundred and thirty bucks. Yeah, good and, and affordable. You, you're getting an obscene amount of value out of this. It's ridiculous. As well, the, right? the, so it's, the highest value differential. Yeah, I believe is on the new player package. That uh, is that's, the highest. That's, that's correct. Yeah. So so let's let's we'll run through it real quick. You can get the six pack edition. That's fifty bucks. You're getting a hundred dollars worth of value. Right. Mm-hmm. So half the price. Um, the 12 pack one, you get a bonus soul ring. That's 80 bucks down from what would otherwise be 150, right? So still a, a healthy delta there. 24, oh, geez, it looks like Dennis caught the magic bug after all. Yeah. Uh, 24 pack, that's 130, down from 230, right? So it's $100 of value. But yes, the biggest delta, again, $100 between the $50 price tag of the new play gift box, down from $150. Value. Worth of uh, worth of actual cardboard two, there. Two planes, two planeswalker decks, Riley. Yeah, two planeswalker decks. Foil path to exile promo, non foil. Ah, I've lost the page. Non foil path, two. Yeah, one one foil path, two non foil paths, five foil lands, two non foil lightning bolts, one foil mutable, two deck boxes, two sets of sleeves, two playmats, two relic tokens. Two playmats, mate. Two forty nine ninety nine. Yep, very. It good. actually, just, if, if, if you're stuck, if you're stuck at home with a a roommate or a sibling or a unwitting parent who you prisoner, can, yeah, prisoner. Someone that so, if, you, you know, if you've got crazy you, eight locked up in the basement and you want yeah, to yeah. teach him to play Magic the Gathering, that's the you time. Don't, you don't want to give him the bike lock treatment. You can, yeah. <laughs> you can, uh, yeah, uh, force him to play Magic the Gathering with you. And of course, when checking out, use coupon code Knight. Smart. That's K N A G H T R. Easier to type. Letters are close together on the fewer fewer letters and smart though. Difficult, weird to remember though. Smart, not a real word. Knight, everyone knows that one. Silent letter and knight. Well, three silent letters. So you know, think of all the value you're saving on. Keith, I don't know. Look, just use Knight, okay? Because I get all the money. And if, <laughs> if it's smart, Dennis gets half it. Hey, I want to buy a PlayStation 7 one day, all right? Help me get there. Coupon code Knight at checkout. Um, all right. All right we've got that. real Magic the Gathering-based questions for this episode of the we podcast. do. But not, the first one is not one of those. The first one is not one of them. So, Please explain to me what's going on here. So last week, right, mm-hmm. we had Pastry Cannon write in, right, with the revelation, really, Dennis. Game changer. We thought we were in the thousands of view, of listens per week. Week we thought we were sort of we were tracking along nicely at, at a comfortable four figures, right, Dennis? Not so. 
We also misunderstood our actual user base. The boffins over here in marketing putting up the buyer personas the bean ha- the way bean off. Counts. They're like, these are, you know, these are 20 to 35 year old magic gathering players, nerd yep. culture. They were False. way off. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Interest yep. in honey, way higher. Pollen, through the roof. Uh, as, as Pastry Cannon told us, right? Patreon listens to the podcast while beekeeping, while inspecting beehives, right? While uh, doing all the things that a, that a good apiarist will do. And that takes our uh, podcast listening figures comfortably into the six figures, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Comfortably, right? Several, several hundred thousands. But it does distort our buyer profile considerably. Yes. So there are some people who are going to accuse us, Dennis, of pandering. There are some people who are going to come out and say, oh, look at this, sellouts immediately just, you know, folding to the new demographic. And to those people, I say, you're absolutely right. Because mm-hmm. it is time, Dennis, for B content. I'm Spartacus has written in saying, since we are now trying to appeal to the B audience, could we perhaps uh, give, uh, could, could we give the B demographic the content they crave? Mm-hmm. Um, so, Dennis, I don't know what, what's some of the hot topics in the. I know you've been. I mean, I know you've been doing your research in order for this uh, this podcast to come together. So yeah, what, what things are, like you know, like Athena Tumida, oh, uh, Vero Destructor, all these things. Terrible, are hot, hot, hot topic B issues. Hot topic uh, issues in the B community. Yeah, the uh, the Athena Tumida, also known as the small hive beetle, of course, mm-hmm. one of the most dire beekeeping pests. It really is. It's a small beetle. It'll lay its larvae in in. Um, hives in honeycomb mm-hmm. uh, do not google what that looks like unless you want to have nightmares for a long time because it is very disgusting i need to see, I need to see this immediately it is very very disgusting but it's just a beetle in some honey what's the be- it's like- not a beetle in some honey dennis don't it's not like a magic card like a you know a one a, a two yeah, minute two, i'm two. imagining like scoot swarm here no oh no 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 it is horrific it is horrific. <laughs> yeah it's really bad. So don't do that, right? Let's I not look up. I before they're beetles. They're basically maggots. <laughs> yes, yes. It's very disgusting. So the, 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 this is this is the this is what bees are going through. But Dennis, I want to tell you about Varroa Destructor because not only does it's it have Yu-Gi-Oh. one, it's a Yu Gi Oh card, right? It, it sounds like a Yu Gi Oh card. So it's a. Uh, so I'm going to read from the Wikipedia page here about Varroa Destructor. I learned a lot more about beekeeping than I ever thought I would this week while re- while researching this podcast, right? <clears throat> I mean, you know, it's bad when your Latin name includes the word destructor, right? That's the thing. I mean, you know, gorilla got shafted. The the scientific name for gorilla is gorilla gorilla, mm-hmm. right? Like. What a waste, right? Or rat, ratus, ratus, right? Varroa destructor, right? Anyway, I'm reading the first on this Wikipedia article. It's spicy. <laughs> let me let me tell you this: Varroa, Varroa destructor is an external parasitic mite that attacks and feeds on on the honeybees Apis serrana and Apis mellifera. The disease caused by the mites is called Varusus. So you're already off to a good time. This Wikipedia article is treating you so well, but I want to read you the second and third. Yeah, this is where it goes here, right? off. The Varroa mite can reproduce only in a honeybee colony. Purely parasitic. Yep. It attaches to the body of the bee and weakens the bee by sucking fat bodies. <laughs> Dennis, it's sucking on those thick bodies. This is a now. Is this a is this a body positive or a body shaming, mate? I don't know what I don't know what I look. All I know is that Varroa destructor is into it. All I know is that I just read in a Wikipedia article the words sucking fat bodies. I in a really room. can't believe it. And, and the thing is, fat bodies is also a link to another Wikipedia article, and I'm very afraid to click on it. I'm, I'm clicking afraid. on it. Oh, oh, Dennis is going in. Dennis is taking one for the team. He's throwing himself on the fat body grenade. Yeah, uh, it's not, unfortunately, it's not as interesting as you would have hoped for, but it's mostly just- Is it scientific mumbo-jumbo? Scientific mumbo-jumbo, yeah. Is it the- 
it's the cone head. It's not. Scientist. It's not. It's it's not like thickest celebrities of twenty twenty. It's, it's <laughs> like a, a BuzzFeed list or anything. Oh dear. Anyway, look. These are these are some of the issues that are that are facing modern uh, bees these days. And uh, so, and we want to hear from you. You know, we do you we, think do you think the mite is bestowing unrealistic body standards on bees? I'm not sure. I really don't know, but I do worry about the the you know the psychological impact of this on on up and coming bee generations. I can hear. Juan clipping this to go already the, like he's just, yeah, he's licking his chops being like yep I, I, boom got soon, it clocking it clocking it early today first 10 minutes on the podcast soon I go. will destroy the reputation of these two uh, of these two podcasters here anyway uh, more bee content coming in every week do send mm-hmm. us in your bee facts send us in your um, any any interesting uh, information that obviously because we do want to pander this new demographic where we have not Dennis yet seen a lot of sales conversion from the bee community to channelfiber.com. Well, let me check a couple of things right so now. So we are we are looking to to get those numbers up. Uh, we're looking to harness the, the 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 several hundred thousand strong bee army that we have at our back in order to turn them into the sales. So there's Click a couple of bee related cards still in stock on the website. Yeah, yeah. Hornet sting. Like no 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 BB gun from Unstable. Oh yeah yeah sure 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 yeah. Bee sting also a card from of Portal. Course. Yeah. Not even hornet. Hornets. What about like haze of pollen? You'd think that that would that would yeah, snap that one up. Unyaro oh. bee sting. Yeah, there's a lot of killer them. bees. Killer bees fifth edition. <laughs> <laughs> comb bee the Pokemon. Oh right, yeah, of course. Pokemon also available. At Channel have you Pokemon. seen Combi by the way? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you what? seen the Combi po- Combi the Pokemon? No, let's let's have a look at Combi the Pokemon. C O M B E E. It is adorable. <laughs> It's oh, really, it's really good. cute. Oh, it's like three. It's like a Diglett, except Poco. It's like a Doug Trio, except bees. Yeah, except like, it's, the implication here is that because they're okay. So this is like basically a th- three, three like hexagons of honeycomb yeah. with smiley faces and wings, essentially. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But the implication here is that these they're like drowning in honey. Maybe they just. Maybe it's just like honey, given life. I suppose it is. Like yeah. Uh, Po- like Pokemon got real loose on ideas after they, the first they, they super did because at the beginning it's like oh let's do like a kangaroo Pokemon oh cool let's do like a bull Pokemon right mm-hmm. no great yeah, really good this one's great. just a dragon yeah exactly and then they've got like alright what if we anthropomorphized right a uh, chandelier and, yeah exactly like do you think okay can we can we make a Pokemon out of a concept <laughs> can we what about an idea can we yeah get, this, can is we on, this is on Weedor he's filled with like crippling depression yeah. and like can disdain we, can for the Pokemon world can we Pokemonize lust wait wow that's Pokemon <laughs> up late I was just trying to think of an emotion I went straight to lust let's move on Dennis I think this is enough B content to pe- keep people did sated. you watch did you, did you go and see Detective Pikachu the motion I didn't. picture no I never watched it so there's an implication that's horrifying in Detective Pikachu go on and this is the 18 plus portions of the podcast in which a um, God, what's the name of the Pokemon that copies other things? Ditto. ditto. In which a ditto copies a human being. So look There's up a lot. Look up to ditto. Unpack. Look up. Look up ditto. Detective Pikachu. Okay. And you will see what this looks like. First of all, it's terrifying because okay. it still has the ditto eyes. Oh dear. Okay. Yep. 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 But the implication here is awful. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there, and it's not really something I want. Okay, well, I wish I hadn't looked. This is okay. It's scary. Um, I think I'm out. I have to say on this like conversation right now. Uh, this is 
This is horrifying. All right. Can we talk about actual <laughs> anything else? Like actual, actual anything. Okay. Don't put it on the... Don't screen share, Dennis. I've seen... No, no. I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. Okay. I, I'm just going to... Okay. It's very scary, isn't it's it? It's very... It's right up and there the in that And the implication... I don't even want to get into it. The implications tied up in this... Yes. ...are awful. Okay. And you said you don't want to get into it, and I am 100% on board with not getting it. Let's, let's just zip right... Pa- oh, my goodness me. I can... Only apologize. Jeez. Oh, All right. Let's get to some real Magic the Gathering advice questions now that we are a perfectly understandable 16 well, actually, minutes into the podcast. I was thinking, how about, we, how about we kick it old school, Dennis? How about we go back to some smart classic? Ooh. How about we unload some power moves? Are you going to be able to find the guitar, the power chord to I'm, stick I'm in gonna there? Have to, I'm going to have to, yeah, it's going to be like me uh, like delving through old, dusty, like, police evidence boxes, you know, blowing the, the dust off the top, the, all the, the uh, you know, big smoky Do you know what I wish you could still clouds. do? And I, I've never done that. What I want to do one day is look Good. through a microfiche. Oh, those are the things you see, like the library, the right? mini film, and you're like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you see, and you're like, there was a fire in the 70s at the old Miller house and all this stuff. Yeah. Like, it's all these newspapers. Yeah, I, I saw people... I used to see people doing that at the public library. It looked it looked like fun. And then digitization came and ruined everything. Ruined anyway, everything. we've got some power moves here. Um, this one, absolute cracker. And this one, also a range of applications outside of Magic. Mm, Dennis, you ready for this one? This tough. comes to us from Magic Rat. Rattus, Rattus. Magic Rattus Rattus 81, or it might be Mudgy Krat. I'm not sure. Anyway, power move. My son, 10 years old, was watching me play on Arena. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it was a game that I punted by misclicking and casting the wrong spell, leading to my mm-hmm. demise a couple of turns later. At the time, I jokingly said to my son, hey, you know, best I learn how uh, to play properly if I'm going to make mistakes like this, right? After, I, after the game, I got up to make a cup of tea before my next match. However, when I returned to my computer, there was no sign of my son, but Sparky was plainly visible on my screen. My son had initiated the arena tutorial for me to play through and hopefully learn how to play the game. My God. So good. Imagine, so you say to your son, you're like, oh, I better learn how to play properly if I'm going to if I'm gonna make these mistakes. It's like, it's like, it's like if, you pun- if, if you're like bad at fishing or somebody's you a fishing for dummies book. Yeah, yeah. But like I can't from, believe this. But from your 10-year-old son as well. Right, this is the, this is the busting, this is like handing your opponent... Oh, we never talked about this. So we always talked about the power move being between games one and two, pulling out the header player, match the game. That's the classic. That's the classic. Imagine passing it across the table. Here After beating them in game number one. Here you like, go. here, hey, this might help. Oh! Jeez, that's so good. That it's is so BM good. with capital letters, man. But I just like the idea that this is applicable in so- like in every in every video game that has a replayable tutorial. Mm-hmm. Right? Boot it up. Like, you know, if if we and I, if you and I, like, ever hang out ever again, which is, mm-hmm. you know, at least, I mean... Uh, since, since after I showed you that ditto, I think we're done. Yeah, we might be done. This might be the last episode of the podcast. Um, but, like, you know, we play League or something. You drag me back into it somehow. And then when you're out of the room, I just load up the tutorial on your on your computer for you or something like that. I mean, it'd probably be the other way around because League is just incredible right, you play, me, you, still. Now that, you, now that you've played League and you know mm. it to be the most complicated game known to man. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is. It Do is. you know what the tutorial for League... So you played the tutorial in the end. I did. The tutorial for League before the tutorial you played was just, here is a list of the items, here is a champion, and you can click around on an empty map that is not the map the actual game play takes place on. Right. And then they're like, here's what a dragon looks like, go play. That was the tutorial. Okay, it is a little bit better these Which days. makes you wo- leaves you woefully unprepared yeah. for what oh, the actual yeah. game I mean, even like. the tutorial at the moment makes you woefully unprepared. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. the same. it's the same with any, like, 
hardcore competitive like online 10 year old game yeah exactly yeah um but i just love this any any, i'm now like every time i start playing a video game i'm gonna take note of the tutorial and see if there's anywhere on on any of the menus right if there's like a replay tutorial button this kid has got to listen to this podcast you you don't come up with this idea on on your own we we are raising this child we're yeah yeah for for we're we're taking you know magic crate is like feeding clothing all that sort of stuff we are in charge of power move guidance. Mm-hmm, That's exactly mm-hmm. right. All right, we've got another one here, Dennis. All right, the, the magical asshole writes in around and says, power move. When you tap your lines, instead of turning them 90 degrees or 60, whoa, first of all. Yeah, I mean, who's doing that? 90. Oh, here's a question for you, Riley, before we mm. get into this. Mm. Clockwise or counterclockwise? It's always clockwise. I do it counterclockwise. I mean, it's fine as long as you're consistent. The people who do like them differently, that tilts me just. So I do, I do, counter, I do counterclockwise because I do it with my right hand. So yeah. my wrist turns in that direction. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you know, you, t- you can turn your wrist in either direction, Dennis. There's no law you, against it. I can. You think I, you say I can turn my ri- my right wrist to clockwise? To the right, yes. Ah! Oh god! Oh god! No, no. You probably, I probably could. You're right. Um, but sixty is egregious. The arena forty-five is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Match Lasso suggests turn them two hundred and seventy oh or three hundred degrees, oh my goodness. so that they go the long way around. Oh my goodness! Be very meticulous, making sure all your cards are lined up at the same angle. I assume you do them one by one. It'll piss your opponent off to no end. I just tested it. She was raging. Hilarious. This would tilt me. So, like, I would rather. Right, but the- so hang on. No, I, so you 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 rotate your cards ninety degrees clockwise. What if I rotate yeah. my cards two hundred seventy degrees counterclockwise? It's the same. No, it all it'd be awful. I'm trying it now. Oh, I hate it. I'm doing it now. Like it is just. Oh, it's, it's so awful. time consuming. <laughs> it takes like three or four motions. Well, it takes exactly three times as long, right? And no, because it's more. Because you, re- you have to rewind you have to reset. your wrist. There's a reset period as well when you have to. Oh, I'm trying to do it now with my finger. It's awful. Oh, it's think, so bad. Now here's the question: Do you think the magical asshole works for a company that sells like carpal tunnel medication, and he's trying to get oh. he's trying to get some extra sales oh, going on the inside? Exactly. By wearing yeah, yeah, yeah. at the wrist. One of the, you know those finger the like um the hand exercising machine things. Oh, where you have like the little loops on each of the fingers, and you like stretches. yeah, and you have to do that. Yeah, or yeah. like the the or um, like a wrist brace. So we're in the pocket of big wrist brace. I thought we, ch- we were supposed to be sponsored by Channel Fireball, not no, by not by, not by big wrist breaks. Big brace wrist breaks. Exactly. This I, I have to say, this would be so effective if someone. This started is really doing, strong. This if is someone really started strong. doing the two seventy degree tap against me. <laughs> I really like this. This makes me so glad that paper magic is just not really a thing at the moment because, like, <laughs> I would hate to have to face off. Hopefully, by the time we're back to playing paper magic, people have forgotten about this because I would. I know what I'd do. I'd, it lands. I'd, it ends up the same. What's the difference? All right, Dennis. Okay, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's oh, it all ends up the same. Yeah, don't even worry about it. That's no, 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 no. That's very strong. That's very strong. Oh, mate. Here, uh, th- we've got another power move here. And this one, this one I love. This one I absolutely love. Now, it, it, it's a bit of a journey. And if you're not aware of some of the cards in Commander 2020, right, I'm going to have to, um, I'm going to have to sort of, yeah, bring you up to speed on them, right? Power move from Vamp Demigod, who says, Paco and Haldan is the best I'm, set of commanders. Googling it immediately. Yeah, <laughs> is the best set of commanders to uh, to just play basic lands, right? So Paco and Haldan, they're uh, partners, right? Uh, one of them is pa- uh, Haldan, Avid Arcanist, and Paco, Arcane Retriever. It is a guy and his dog. Yes, guy and his dog, right? So there's it's a three mana two three, correct? He's a three mana one four. Three mana one four. Okay, um, that lets you play uh, cards that you exiled uh, from your opponent's libraries, right? You and may play non-creature cards from exile with fetch counters on them if you exiled them, and you may spend mana as a mana of any color to do so. Yes, and the way that you exile them is mm-hmm. with the dog. the dog with Haldan, right? Yeah. When you attack, you exile top of each player's library and put a fetch counter on each of them. Yeah. yeah. The dog attacks, yeah. he gets the card, you get to cast it. 
if you've got if you control both, right? Yeah. So you build an EDH deck that is Paco, Holden, and ninety eight basic lands. Why would I bring my own cards, Riley, when I can play yours? Exactly right. It's the cheapest EDH deck in the world. You just get these two and, ni- and 98 <laughs> and basic lands. With, and you get to play with all the most popular commander cards. You get to play with, yeah, yeah. You get to play with Soul Rings and Mana Crypts and, you know, all the new, all the fancy new cards from Commander Legends as well, right? Vamp Demigod has tried this, right? Best part is showing them your 98 afterwards, all islands, mountains, and forests. They get very salty, especially if you either won or at some point were the arch enemy. I can confirm the basic version does make some some people extremely salty. I did this to my playgroup a few days ago and won two out of three games. I totally understand because my favorite card for um, Commander, my favorite card for Magic the Gathering, period, is Bribery. Yes. And yeah. that scratches, this scratches the same age. Why yeah. should I bring the Blightsteel Colossus? I'll yeah. just take yours. I'll just take yours. I'll just play with yours. It's fine. Thank you. I'll have that. Exactly. This I, uh, I was the I was the kid in secondary school who never bought a pencil and always had to borrow one. You're the and LSE this, of, your, uh, of your... Yes, yes. Yeah, and yeah. this... And hey, sorry, this can, I borrow, is, can I borrow your exam? Sorry, can I, I borrow, just can, I, can, I, can I borrow your, your cell ring there? Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, yeah. sorry are, you, are you using that um, Goblin Guide? Is that okay? Can I just borrow yeah. that? Hey, can I just... I didn't bring a chair, so can I just sit on yours? Thanks. Can I just sit on you? Is that okay? <laughs> can I just sit on you? <laughs> can you just get on all four so I can sit on you, please? Like a like an ultimate? <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, very good. Um... Vamp Demigod goes on to say, uh, I will admit I stole this idea after seeing some folks on the Tapped Out Discord server. Uh, Meme we got this deck, so I'd like to pass credit on to the folks uh, from the tappedout.net Discord and forums in general, since I can't remember who initially brought it up. If you can't remember Vamp Demigod, just take full credit. Well, Cut that out. Thing. Vamp Demigod, you have really, really, I mean, you've come in with a cracker power move, one mm-hmm. of the best we've had in a while, right? And then just completely ruined it by giving you left credit. Another, you left another power move on the table. Yeah. I made this up. Yeah. Go to vampdemi.god.com to get yeah, the deck list. To get even know? more. Yeah, to get the deck list. Oh, <laughs> exclusive the si- access the to the sideboard. The dude, the sideboard guide is $2. It's yeah, a commander yeah. deck. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Um, no, cracker. Cracker power move. It's nice to be back with some power moves, Dennis. Riley, of these three, who do you think is deserving of the Mark Boyd Award for the week? I mean, I know which one would tilt me the most. I know which one is, I think, the most efficacious. I think I know which one's better. I think Magic Rat's Son is better than the Magical Asshole, even though the Magical Asshole would tilt you more. I think my tilt is blinding me, Dennis, to the power I level. So. Yeah, I like, think it is. Like Magic Rat is that that has evolved me like the, like it has evolved to the giving me the idea to give somebody else the head of a Magic the Gathering leaflet, and I think that is the most powerful power move I can think of. Yeah, that's true. I think it's just because the like I have a, an elemental type weakness to what the magical asshole is yes, pointing out. Yes. I think it's affecting it's, me bigger. It's very but, effective. But I will I will I will follow your logic and reasoning, which means that the winner of the Mark Boyd Power of the Power uh, Mark Boyd Power Move of the Week award is not Magicrat 81. It is Magicrat 81's son, Magicrat 82. Magic baby rat. <laughs> <laughs> What's the term for a baby rat? What's a baby rat called? Is it a uh, cub or something? I think it's a ratlet. A rat? Oh, it is a ratlet, Dennis. It is a ratlet. No, I think it's a kitten. It is a kitten. Yeah, I think it's a kitten. Yeah. People colloquially call them pinky pinkies. Pinkies? Oh, because they look they look like no little fur. pink jelly beans. Well, there's no fur. Yeah. Yeah, when they're born, that's very cute. Anyway, congratulations to uh, Magic Rat eighty two, Magic Kitten eighty one. I guess depending. I don't know. I don't know how that you were sound named. Right. It's one of it's one of those two. I'm sure. Um, GG. This poor kid's just named like I don't know Steve, and he's yeah, like, oh. James. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I guess I'm Magic Red eighty two now. Oh dear. <laughs> um, a great power move. Congratulations. Maybe the youngest ever 
recipient of a uh, of the Mark Boyd Power well, Move of the Week award. Of the award, yes, because yeah. I know Dana submitted a Power Move. Yes. Yeah. And she was younger than that. Did she win it by default? I'm not sure. We'll have to go back to the archives. In any case, one of the youngest. So congratulations. Bust out the microfiche, Riley. Yeah. We, oh, <laughs> we should We should upload. So we need to transcript these episodes and then we need to. Alrighty. How would you feel about getting the 100th episode of Smart pressed onto vinyl? You know what, Dennis? I've just got. Yeah. I mean, I have too much money and would love to I don't, get rid of it. I think we could pre-sell some of them and I think it would be cool. It would definitely be cool. I'm not arguing with that part. All right. You get a frame to put it up in the in your apartment. I've got I've got forty five weeks to talk Dennis out of this idea, or hope what's, he forgets about it. <laughs> what's wrong with this idea? Do you not like it? It's a good idea. It's just do you know how much it costs to press vinyl. I, I'm about to Google it right it now. <laughs> very expensive. Are I used to be in a tin pot indie rock band, and we were like, you know, what would be really cool. Oh, it's available on vinyl. Do you know what would be really cool if we released our first EP on vinyl, and then we looked at it like, okay, do you know what would be really cool instead? Is if we got a, bl- a bunch of blank CDs from Officeworks <laughs> and instead and sharpied just, your name and on just it. Sharpie- well, do you know what we did actually? We uh. bought a stamp. You know, one of those stamps, like rejected stamps like that. It was cheaper rather than us getting the CDs printed. It was cheaper for us to get a custom stamp made, right, with the with the name of the of the of the EP and stamp it onto all of them individually. Dennis is okay, just so we, far I'm, down the rabbit. The, I'm, on the, the Dublin vinyl vinyl, I'm on DublinVinyl.com. DublinVinyl.com. So everyone looks, knows the best vinyl comes out of Dublin. Yep. It looks like it costs about... It looks like it only costs like 10 bucks a record to print 100 of them. Only $10 a record? Yeah. Okay, where are we going to drop that fat G? Well, we, have to, we pre-sell them to our <sighs> raving fans. Okay, to the hundred fans who have a, a Victrola. Wait for it, wait for it. Eleven dollars. You sell them for eleven dollars. Ah, eleven dollars. Right? Oh, yeah, a little, 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 a little action on the side there. A little vig for you and me. I think that's cool. You don't think that's cool? I think it'd be cool, Dennis. But I also think that it, there are so many other things that I would rather spend a thousand dollars on. Do you merch think a hundred of our listeners would be interested in buying one? I don't think we would. I don't think we'd get five. <laughs> we get five, and I'll tell you this: all the people who go to the Discord right now and say no, I do, do it, it, right? Yeah, yeah, I know they won't. Yeah, I know they that. wouldn't actually do it. But, but we, okay. pre- we have forty-five weeks to pre-sell them. All right, Dennis. Do you know what? I will sign off. I will sign off on a one thousand dollar merch ad merch <laughs> budget for our hundredth episode. Vinyl <laughs> okay. TBC. Vinyl TBC. It Vinyl TBC. It could be t-shirts. Yeah, it could be t-shirts. People do on t-shirts. People doing t-shirts. We should we do might. like a Teespring or something. We right? could we could maybe do some t-shirts. Yeah, we'll look into it. I I, I think a hundred episode of the vinyl with the album cover and you get it framed. Yeah, I mean we could just. <laughs> oh goodness. See, okay, all right. So now it's decoration. We can just do a poster. They're like <laughs> ten. They're cents. like two dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like we could we could even go get print, like printed on fancy stuff. It'd be like a dollar fifty or less, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. No, no. Anyway. I want. I want. I want someone to mount it. Like I have a Billy Joel record mounted in the other room because Nicki, Nicki and my songs can mount. So I have the album cover in the vinyl and I have it all mounted and it looks yeah. nice. I want somebody to do that. With How many Smart people? 100. Like, yeah, I know what you remember. Like, you know, having our song, right? Like, a lot of couples have their, their like our song, whatever. I wonder how many couples have the hundredth episode of Smart as like. Also, Dennis, how long is a record? Long enough. Forty minutes. Forty-five minutes. Easily. Think about it. Like. Yeah, 100%. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. It can't be a long one then. We can't do a long 100th episode. It's got to be a short one. Got to wrap it up. That's true. We were in a run at inches on the vinyl. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dear. So, you know, do you think, so the way I'm like, like you could have couples have a song. Mm-mm. Do you think anybody has had like 
their first kiss or their first time while listening to an episode of Scrum River? I mean, if so, that is... That's not something... I mean, I'm, I always have music on, 100% of the time. Like, always, always, always have music on, right? And I Oh, you mean just in life? You don't mean when you're... No, I, like... Knocking boots. Well, both, both. The, the, the Venn diagram is a circle, mm. right? So, like, it's not that, a circle. That, it's a that implies you're in, doing literally constantly. Yeah, no, it's a circle <laughs> inside another circle. Sorry, it's a smaller circle inside a much larger circle. Yes, well, yes, we sorry. We don't need to get into the mechanics of it, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, anyway. So... <laughs> Um, one time, uh, I I was I was I went on a couple of dates with this girl. I went back to her place, and the first thing she did was put the telly on in her bedroom for like background noise, and it just killed it. What was like, on? Like a, a like a soap opera. Weird. I can't remember what it was, but like something like Home and Away. Neighbors and it was just on its background yeah. noise, and I'm like, "Do you want to watch this?" And she's like, "No, just background noise." I'm like, "Could we put music on instead?" She's like, "Ah, oh, I mean, I guess." I was just like I was Weirdo, so you don't have, you don't have home and away when you're like, yeah <laughs> it's just it's it was such a buzzkill for knew, me it was such a mood used, killer when I used to do Windmill Slam I mm-hmm. knew there was a couple that Nikki knows personally who were a fan of the podcast of the show mm-hmm. we used to do yeah and they said they would often watch it in bed before they went to sleep yes and I, and I remember sitting there with Ushin I was like Ushin that means there is a time when mm-hmm. these two people have because you know you're in bed with your your significant other yeah. And like maybe you're, you're like oh, I love you, whatever, and yeah. you share a kiss, mm. and then like one thing leads to another, yeah. and some percentage of the time you don't turn off the TV, you leave neighbors a humming away. It's not a hundred percent to be turned off, yeah. So I'm like, there's probably been a time where these two people who I know and have met, yeah. Yeah. Are having intimate time where I'm in the background going, yeah, I think we should block here. I don't know, like that's definitely happened, and I don't know how to deal with it. I mean, I get, you know, I get some very touching messages from people being like, you know, I love listening to Half a Sister, I love listening to Do you get any smart. touching messages? It's been, it's very, uh, like, you know, it's, it's, it's very relaxing. It, it mm. chills me out. It's a nice way to unwind, that sort of stuff. Now I'm wondering, like, I don't even know if I want to know. I like, often I'm like, oh, let us know, you know, go to the does, someone, does someone go home, drop trout, light some candles, stick on smart and off they go. You know, people have like that, you know, they've got that playlist, right? And mm, it starts with Careless mm. Whisper and... Uh, yeah, you, you know, know, yeah, Careless Whisper, Kiss from a Rose, episode 31. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, if, if this is the case, please don't tell me. I don't want to know. Anyway. Well, for those people, we should definitely press it onto vinyl. That's so much more romantic. I guess, look, if there's someone who does that, they're going to be first on the pre-order list, aren't they? Aren't they? The crackle and pop of the vinyl. Mm, nothing more. They'll buy a couple of them because they'll wear through them. I'm sure. Oh my goodness! All right, can we can we just do some advice? Can we do some advice <laughs> questions here, Dennis? I'm so I'm so just. Oh, ugh. all right. We got an advice question here from Andrew Dunn. This is an interesting mm-hmm. question here. It goes back quite a way. I had a situation I thought you guys might want to discuss on Smart. When I first got into Magic, I was in eighth grade. It was in when Khans first came out, so quite a while ago. I didn't really know there was a competitive scene or anything. I just played for fun with teachers and friends. Pretty typical. Uh, I knew the cards had some value, but didn't really know how expensive they got. My first two pulls in a Khans pack, right, were Polluted Delta and Flooded Strand. Spicy. Must be very nice. But at the time, they seemed somewhat underwhelming, and I was quite annoyed that I'd not got a cool legend or a good mythic. This is classic. Why would I, like, why would I want this, you know, Volcanic Island? That's so yeah. boring. Yeah, exactly. Give me that Chivin Dragon. So, I, already... Right? Immediately, I'm sure that 90% of the listeners already know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Got an, I've got a kid in, in, in year eight, just pulled out some fetch lands. You know what's going to happen. But it will now surprise you're quite, you. You're quite, you're quite young in eighth grade. It will surprise you to learn who did it. Are you ready? <clears throat> the principal of my school played with us from time to time, and one day he noticed I had them. He asked me whether or not I'd trade them. I told him, sure, not knowing what they were worth. 
he proceeded to trade me a Butcher of the Horde because I had a sacrifice deck and a Daxos because I just liked it. I know this is partly on me, but this is very early on before I knew anything about the game, really. Thinking back on it now, I feel very cheated, you could say. Now, I am outraged, Riley. In eighth grade, you're 13. Yeah, yeah, 13, 13 14. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, we've all seen a sharking, right? M- many of us have been the victim of a sharking. Some of us have You know, you, you're either, in, in this world, Dennis, you're either a shark. Or a lamb. Or chum, I guess, or a, or a, I don't know, any other type of fish than the, what are the fish that, that pick the shark's teeth? What do sharks eat? Hang on. What do what sharks, do sharks eat? What, what, what is it the yeah. sharks eat? Dennis, we've got, to stay, we've got to stay on focus. We can't, we can't start appealing to the shark audience. We've already got the, Wikipedia- already got the bee demographic. Oceanservice.gov has not been as helpful. Sharks mostly feed on smaller fish. Well, I knew that. <laughs> I wanted some names. Anyway, we've often seen a sharking. And usually it's done by the unscrupulous kind of, uh, you know. Uh, the weevil underwood of the LGS. That's it. Mm, I'll right? take those cards off your hands. Yeah. Exactly. It's not done by the school principal. Marty, you're, you used to work in a school. I did. There is a level of trust that children and the parents of those children place into teachers and members of the school administration. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is in, this is in gross breach of that. It's, it's, so so this, this, I was in a situation that was probably like potentially way worse than this. I introduced um, a bunch of my kids to, to magic, like just because they were interested in what I did on the weekend sometimes when I went and commentated on... on um, on right. tournaments. So I, I brought in bulk and I gave them to them. And obviously they're all looking for the crawl worms and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, one of the kids, um, they went to the LGS and LGS and their parents bought them some booster packs, not knowing Cute. which ones to buy. They just bought Modern Masters because it was the most recent one that came out, right? So expensive booster packs. This kid opened a Tarmogoyf. $200. <laughs> Brings it into school. And I'm like, ah, just um, just give me that card real quick. Popped it in a sleeve, right? Okay. And then I was like, I'm just going <clears> to- <throat> call, call your mum. <laughs> just going to let your parents know that you're carrying around $200, right, at, uh, at, at school. But it was the sort of thing where, like, he wasn't even excited about the card because it was an like a star, star one, right? It looks dumb and confusing, yeah. And there are kids that, you know, have got, like, seven sevens or whatever, you know, like, uncommon seven sevens with trample, right? Well, to be fair, if you're not cracking fetch lands and stuff, Tarmogoy's not very good. <laughs> no, I mean, that is true, but it's it's one of those things that I'm pretty sure that, like... He should have traded for this kid's fetch lands, and then he's, then he's off to the races. <laughs> like, I would... I would... I, I, like 100%, I could have been like, oh, wow, here, I'll give you this bearer of the heavens, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and his eyes would have lit, lit up. But I didn't do that, right? Because, obviously, I've got a brain my head and a heart in my chest how but unscrupulous is, the, is this principle Riley? it's so it's like it's you're just taking advantage of a child you're just taking advantage it's of a tanta- child it's tantamount to theft it's it's literally this is only a couple steps removed from stealing candy from a baby it is it's it's not even like there's no debate about this this is terrible this it's is terrible. really bad like if if the, if andrew had written and been like oh you know it was one of the grade 12s one of the, one of the seniors who took it off me i'd be like wow that's what, what a- i said that's where i expected to go yeah that's where i thought as well as like, oh what a jerk right that's 17 year old kid who's been playing for five years the principal the custodian of these young minds dennis what does this what does this teach andrew about the world Maybe that's what it was. Maybe, maybe the maybe the principal was giving giving Andrew a hard lesson. Oh, but, you think? Oh my God! Oh, does, it does say it does say I was attending the school of hard knocks at the time. So that, that was what I was going to say. Actually, maybe yeah. maybe Andrew's alma mater is the school of hard knocks. Is nah, it, what this kind, is I mean, unacceptable. What kind of lesson is this to teach children? That you that you no, it's awful. It's awful. It's terrible. It's a Cy- bad, cycle bad of violence. Man. Cycle of sharking. Cycle of sharking. Hurt, hurt people. Hurt people. Dennis. 
Nice. Yeah. That's buffalo, good. buffalo, buffalo, buffalo. Yeah, exactly. Fish and 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 chips. Um, and smaller I, fish. <laughs> I, I, I'm... If I met... When I was working in teaching, like if I had met a teacher like this, let alone like the principal, like my boss had done this to a kid... Riley, I think this kid attends the same high school that Yugi Moto does. This is some anime behavior. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, the principal comes in. Ah, ah, now I have the fetch lands. And then Yugi boots in the door yeah. and is like, it's time for you to face you. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I'll win your fetch lands back for you. Oh, man. Be careful who you trade your card with, cards with, young Andrew. So, Andrew, look, uh, uh, on behalf of educational professionals everywhere, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry they had to deal with this. This is actual heinous. This is really gross. It's so like, bad. Like, it's one of those crimes. It's not a real crime. It's one of those like things that mm. is only made more disgusting by how unimpactful it is. Do you know what I mean? Like you're saving, you're like stealing like twenty or thirty bucks from a child. Yes. Yeah. It, it's, you're not. It's, it's not like, robbing a bank. No. There's no element of glamour or or like romance to it yeah there's You're no body and clyde here it's, it's yeah body and clyde half a history episode um <laughs> uh, there's no yeah i hate this i hate this i hate this so much it's anyway. actually and I, I genuinely mean this it is just pathetic on the part of the principal yeah. that you would do this yeah it is it's pathetic do you think the principal goes to his lgs and is like that weekend for like modern night and is like guys guess where i got these yeah, yeah, yeah. from so, a child yeah from a child <laughs> i stole it i traded this for a butcher of the horde the best trade, the best Magic the Gathering trade I've ever made, and one that I still brag about, because this was one where I feel like I did. I don't know if I ripped Dan off, but I definitely feel like I definitely got. But I have no, I have no compunction about this. I love this, right? So Dan went to Pro Tour Barcelona many years ago. Dan, Unwin, Australian, Australian superstar, and he got an Avison restored wallet, right, as part of like just the loot and the swag there, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw, I was like, ooh, I like that. He's like, oh, well, do you want it? I'll, I'll, like, I'll trade it to you or sell it to you. I'm like, yeah, great. Okay, how, what do you want for it? He's like, I don't know. What have you got? I'm like, I'll give you, I don't know. I pull out my trade binder. And he's like, oh, I need a Disciple of Bolas because he was playing it in some deck that it was, it was happening at the time. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll give you this. And he's like, all right, what else? I'm like, that's it. He's like, what? This card's like five bucks. I'm like, yep, take it or leave it. He's like, oh, fine. I was like, what? how much do you want? Demand. And he's like, I don't know. I just like because because he, he'd already said he didn't want it, right? So I knew he'd take more or less anything. But he's like, yeah, I don't know. I was just I guess I was just waiting for some sucker to give me like I don't know, like twenty dollars for it or something like that. I'm like, well, you can have a disciple of bolus, take it or leave it, right? Disciple of bolus is now like a ten cent card or something, or like twenty five cents on Channel Five or whatever. Um, actually, it might be more than that because pretty good in commander. I'm not. I, yeah, I'm not going to quote that before people go. Ronnie said false advertising. Anyway, what is it, Dennis? What's it worth? Well, it's disciple of bolus. Yeah, disciple of. Bolas We're gonna find out because because I've still got the Avison wallet. I still use it to this day, right? Thirty five cents. It is thirty five cents. Okay, yeah, yeah. But Riley, I want to see if I can find this an eBay of this Avison wallet. Um, Avison, yeah, my Avison wallet. I still use it to this day, and I still enjoy bragging about how I basically ripped down on one off for it because I think it's a great wallet, and he got a thirty five cent bulk rare for it. So I'm loving it. I'm I'm well ahead in that exchange. I'm Have you seen it, Dennis? I'm gonna, I'll, I'll show it to you right now. I'll get it. I'll get it. One second. Look at this thing. Have a look at this thing, Dennis. Look at this wallet, which is now at least seven years old. Look at it. (laughs) It's hideous. Do you want to see it? Look at this. It's got holes in it. Like I can, I can get out my ID card from this part or from this part. Or from the bottom part. Yeah. Or from the bottom because it's it's all just it's absolutely ragged. Yeah. Really, I'm struggling to find. 
Can you go? Can you find an eBay or something listing for this? Well, I'll tell you what, Dennis. I don't think in this condition I'm going to be able to sell it for anything other than heavily well, I played. Just, oh, I just want to know. <laughs> it is definitely heavily played. I just want to know. Like, I, can't I mean, it might, find it, any it, it might be a real collector's item. We'll see. We'll see. If you, uh, if you or anyone you know has a, an Avison restored wallet, um, really, I can't find even a picture of this thing online. Let alone a listing. Maybe I should have taken it. Maybe I should have put it in, put it in a sleeve. Put it <laughs> in a sleeve, got, yeah. I should have sent it off to, what is it? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Here is a, no, this is really, this is interesting. Because like, I've seen that wallet before. Yeah. Well, everyone's holding on to them, man. Everyone's holding on. Collector's item. Collector's item. I really can't find it. Anyway, if you or anyone you know has one and wants to sell it, um, I mean, let us know what, what the going price is. And how, many disciples, how many disciples of Bolas? How many disciples of Bolas are going to send you back these days? Man, I'm, I'm so happy with that trade. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, we've got a final advice question who comes in, uh, which comes in from The Brocker here, Dennis. Mm-hmm. And The Brocker asks, Hey, friends, am I the magical asshole if I ask for, uh, some of my friend, uh, for some of my friend's cards? Not expensive or anything, just some bulk rares, uncommons, that sort of thing, because he's taking a break from magic for, the, for a bit. We've been playing for a while and we've shared or traded a bunch of cards for decks before. Am I the asshole to ask uh, my friends, uh, my friend, if I can have these cards uh, because he's taking this break? I don't know. Like, I, I, generally speaking, I never think you're the asshole for asking. Yeah. Most of the time, how would you feel, right? If you're like, "Hey, I'm going to be away for a year. Mm. For you're going to the moon military to go to war because the moon's haunted." Let's say. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm off to moon camp because moon the camp. Moon, I'm going to go and fight moon ghosts. And I'm like, hey, Riley, yeah. can I borrow your, can I have your magic cards check? I'm using them. I want to play modern. It's awkward. It is awkward because, you know, I'll tell you, uh, this is very different to be like, hey, can I have your PlayStation? Because like, I'm like, sure, have my PlayStation because when I come back, you're going to give me back my PlayStation. But right? I'm going to give back some slightly lighter played. It's not even that. How are, gonna, how are you going to, how are you going to, like, am I going to give you a thousand cards and expect exactly a thousand back? Like, yeah, like, is this guy ever going to want these back? This is like asking, hey, can I borrow your Lego? It's like, yeah, sure, but I want it back. Mm. It's like, well, okay, I'll keep your Lego separate from my Lego, which defeats the purpose of the Lego, right? You know what I mean? Like, borrowing cards like this long term, like borrowing well, cards for a tournament, whatever. The, bro- like, the Brocker does not seem to say he's borrowing. He just says have. He's taking a break from Magic for a bit. Yeah, it depends on the terms then, right? I think, like, if if your friend isn't using if it something... Sounds, it, it sounds like he says, we've been playing for a while and shared trade a bunch of cards, so I mm. think it's probably safe to ask. It's safe to ask. And I guess, like, you've just got to be... Like, if, you're, if your friend is like, I'm taking a break from Magic, right? I don't think it's mm. unreasonable or even, like, rude or anything. You're like, oh, great. Could I could I maybe borrow some of your cards? Right? We're, we're not talking about borrow here, I don't but, think. But this is what I'm saying. You have to have mm. a clear conversation about what the expectation is. Yeah. Right? And I think if you're asking to have them, I think that's a little rude. And I think if you're if you're asking to keep them, then you, there needs to be some kind of quid pro quo. Whatever and and that you is. need to be you need to be ready to hear a no and accept it in that case as well. I think that's that's another good point. Yeah, like it, if they take because taking a break in like implies to me that they're going to come back, right? Which well, means of course, yeah. Which means that they may want them back, but maybe they're going to take a break for longer than the life of these. And they do say it's not particularly stand. valuable cards. I don't know. It it's, it just feels a little greedy. Like why? If they're not valuable cards and they're just mm. random commons and rares, why? I oh, no, the rocker. I have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. Have an okay. Oh, here we go. Yep. Go. Ask him for the cards. Be like, I'll take care of them. Mm. No problem. Yep. And then what you do is take the cards, put them in a box. Okay. Good. Channelfob.com. I thought this was going to be a good idea. You <laughs> oh, box man. we buy. Cash them in. Get yourself a nice, some nice fetch lines from a kid. Get yourself some good disciple of Bolas. Unbelievable. <laughs> whatever you need. 
Unbelievable. Butcher yep. the Horde, all the classics. Yeah. And then you've got to like fake a fire in your apartment mm-hmm. and be like, I don't know what happened to him, man. I'm sorry. I lost everything in the fire. I'm so sorry. In reality, the Brocker, I don't think you should ask. I think you would be kind of the asshole, honestly, the more I think about it. Really? I think it's yeah, fine. It's to not. Have a, it's not egregious. And if you're, if you think your relationship can, can withstand it, which it sounds like it probably can, it's yeah. not, it's, you're not leaving, you're not giving up too much basking. But I personally do not think you should ask. I, I'm just thinking, like, if 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 this person said to you, "I'm going to take a break from magic," you you could say, "Oh, what do you plan to do with your cards? Are you going to sell them?" Right. That's okay. And then if they're like, "Oh yeah, I was thinking of doing X," or they're like, "No, I'm just I'm not going to do anything with them." You're going to hold on to them, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just going to hold on to them. It's like, oh well, maybe could I have them? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> maybe could I use them? Could I borrow them? Not borrow. Why can't why can't you ask to borrow them? Because then they have to inventory what they are. Yeah, yeah, it's more complicated than I thought. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Offer offer to buy them then if you want them. I guess it, like if it's only a couple of. I don't well, know. I think the only reason he wants them is because they're going for free. Going for free, yeah, yeah. I don't think he can do it. No, maybe not. No. I think it's, it's a bad t- look. It's tough, man. I read this like this is a slam dunk, but it's actually tougher than it looks. Yeah. I think I think I don't think I don't think it's worth it. It's going to be a very delicate conversation, and it, you you do have the potential to come off, yeah, as a bit of an asshole. And is that worth fifteen dollars of bulk? Probably not. I'm sort of looking at like, it, yeah, if it's not expensive or anything, just for some bulk rares. If your friend was like, hey, "I'm going to take a break from Magic," and they've got like a, you know, they've got Jund in Modern, right? Then you, you if can, you're borrowing a deck that you can give back, it's different. That's and that's what I'm, that's what that's where that's where I sort of approach this from. It's like, great, yeah, of course, just borrow it. You understand, right. you take responsibility for it, whatever else, but you can just give it back. But if it's just like, oh, can I have that box of chaff? Maybe it's not worth the. Maybe the juice isn't worth the squeeze. I don't know. I don't think so, dude. I don't know. I guess you just got to sound out your friend, and maybe they just don't care about him at all. Maybe they're just like, I, I actually just don't want this shoebox in my house anymore. So sure, you can have it, right? But. Yeah, I think I think Dennis makes a good point. You got to err on the side of caution here a little bit, hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Another another magic. Another another advice question. No, another problem that's been plaguing one of our listeners and listeners right has been tackled and solved, solved here by us. Solved. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's wrap things up, Dennis. We've uh, we've laid down another cracker here. We're running maybe, we're running out of inches on the LP. Maybe we should. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say maybe we should put this one on, put this one to vinyl. But uh, before we end, of course, before we close out the show, it's time for everyone's favorite podcast within a podcast. Charizard me a river, and I've got some big Charizard. I'll go, I'll go first because mine's smaller. Okay, yours, yeah. So, so what, so, what have you been up to, Dennis? What have you been, I'm playing for, those, su- for new new listeners. Welcome, Bowman's welcome. This is where we uh, we have a quick chat about what video games we've been playing here, and we mm-hmm. it used to be a secret bonus thing at the end for people who listened all the way through the ad read at the end, but now we just don't even bother because don't even bother hiding every, it. Yeah, everyone knows it's coming. So, Dennis, what have you been up to? I'm playing Super Liminal Riley, which is a game that I would highly, highly, highly recommend. This is the game, I remember seeing this years ago when it was in early access. It's the game that, mm-hmm. like, plays around with perspective, right? And Yeah, perspective and scale. Yeah, yeah. Like, so if you pick up, like, a, how Chess do I piece. describe this? If, if you take a, a if you like a, like a soda can yeah. and you hold it close to you, mm. it looks very big. And in this game, you'll be able to then pick that up and the soda can would be two stories tall mm. or whatever. That kind of thing. And it's a puzzle game. It's got big portal vibes. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like $15 right now because it's on sale, I think. I would highly recommend sale. it. Yep. I'm about halfway through it. It's fun. It's a little mind bendy. It makes me a little nauseous at times, but in like a fun kind of roller coastery way, I would definitely recommend it. It's I, I've seen like I watched the trailer and there's bits where like you know you, you pick up a chess piece from a table and it's a normal chess piece size and then you move it to the you, you like while you're holding it. Imagine you know in Skyrim and stuff when you pick up items and just dangles in front of you and then you hold it above like the the opposite end of the room and then you drop it and it becomes like two meters tall. Mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it plays with yeah, it plays with some stuff. 
in a really and really inventive way, and I'm very very much looking forward to playing it. Um, it uh, it looked fantastic. It looks fantastic. You played a light and frothy game this week, right, Riley? Just yeah. to take it easy. That's it. You know, it's just it's been a tough week. You know, there's been a lot going on. Um, and uh, with that in mind, uh, so so my girlfriend Megan, right? She's just started streaming. Started last week. Hit affiliate in seven days. Speedrun strats. And we decided on Sunday that we would play a nice, frothy, visual novel, you know, a little sort of weeb simulator there. Novel, a better novel. Um, And we played Doki Doki Literature Club. Mm -hmm. If you have not played this game and you want to, stop listening. Spoilers ahead, yeah, spoilers ahead. Stop listening because this is one of those games that you need to go in blind, like knowing absolutely nothing about the game. Did you know anything? I I knew – so I'm going to – so seriously, if you want to play this game – Stop now. You should. Actual stop. Thank you, Channel 5 Bill, Joe Kim Karad. See you later. Stay fresh cheese bags. This game ruined me. <laughs> you can go and watch you can go watch the VOD. You can go watch the VOD. Twitch.tv slash Megan Simpson, M G N S M. Megan Simpson with no vowels. Megan Simpson with no vowels. Thank you. That's a better way of doing it. So after about three three it's a long burn. It's a slow burn. About three hours of just a normal like like girlfriend simulator, right? It becomes one of the most gripping and terrifying psychological horror games that you can possibly <laughs> imagine. It is so, so dark, right? It, it, it pulls no punches. What happens? So, you join... So, I'm just going to... Like, this is, again, last chance because yeah. the game is now ruined, right? If you... Like, I knew that much going into yeah. the game. It, right? it, got, knew, it got crazy or whatever. I knew that around. it got dark, right? I knew that it was a, a horror game. Me- Megan didn't. Um, but... So basically, you play this game. There are three girls that you can date, and there's one who's kind of like your wingman, like she's kind of managing the whole situation, right? She's the president of the Doki Doki Literature Club, and the other three members are the, are the romanceable ones, right? So like you make poems and you you chat with them, and you like it's it, it's very slow, very dry, very and kind of boring if you're not into that kind of genre. So Meg and I were struggling, mm-hmm. right? And then they start killing themselves. Then the characters ah. start killing themselves. And it doesn't seem to be entirely voluntary that they do this either. It seems that something is controlling them or like some, is it there's the some, trees? some dark force, right? Is it what? Is it the wind? Is it the wind? So it gets so dark. It, it grapples with some of the most full on like out there themes, right? And it turns out that in, in this game, right, the wingman, like the main, ca- the, the person who's, who is um, like president, the president, right? She knows it's a video game. She's a self-aware video game character. It gets super metafictional. And Mm. she wants you to go after her, not any of the other ones. So she tries to make them as detestable as possible. And then when that doesn't work, she just starts deleting their game files from your computer. You can open up your system files and you can watch them get deleted. It was like you have to edit some system files in order to progress the game at some point. <laughs> it is one of the most incredible works of metafiction I have ever played. It was haunting. It was chilling, right? I don't like horror games. Uh, we know. <laughs> I don't like horror games. But I don't like, you know, classic horror tropes like, you know, spooky stuff and like abandoned houses and monsters. Like, that sort of stuff screams it, it really you, gets yeah. me. This got to me on a much more like mm. visceral unsettling unease like it is it is one not, of the most- this was this was not a scary game this was a horror game it was an actual proper it wasn't because like ju- like a lot of horror aficionados right they think jump scares are like trite and overplay like they still get me get me like jump scares still scare the bejesus you are not a jump scare saturation but this was so unsettling and so deeply disturbing 
That's very cool, dude. I don't know. I think that's really cool. Oh, it was. Like, I, and the thing is, it's a work of art. Like, the game is mm. amazing in, in the, what it does. It, it, it takes way too long to get into it. I think they could shave easily an hour off the, off the beginning of it. But holy moly. And it's free. It's free. It's $0 on Steam. I mean, I've ruined it for you now. So, you know. Yeah, it, I mean, but you, at least it didn't cost me any money. Sure. If you want to go and spend five <laughs> hours playing it, knowing what's going to happen. But like it is, there are other games like that as well. I was reading about, there's like Pony Island and mm-hmm. um, a couple of, there's one called like Spooky's House of Spooks or something. <laughs> it's supposed to be a real deconstruction of the whole thing. Yeah. I think I've heard of that one. Yeah. I can't remember. It's called Spooky Spook Mansion or something. I can't remember. Um, but what a game. Oh my goodness, Dennis. I really just, it, it, it hit me for six, man, this game. Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion. Yes. Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, and this is all your fault. What? It's Why? all your fault because you were the one. Okay, Dennis, I, I messaged you recently on, uh, I, I sent you a screenshot. When I open Steam now. Oh, all your recommended games are horror games? All the recommended horror games. All the recommended games are horror games. Yeah, I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's awful. It used to be like, oh, would you like to play this like bad RTS? Oh, this super, this? this RTS where you micromanage yeah. your heir's laundry. Like, no. <laughs> Instead, now it's like, oh, would you like to play Amnesia the Dark Descent? Do you want to play Outlast or whatever it is? Outlast is really good. I do not want to play. Thank you, Steam, for the recommendations. I do not want to play. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, Doki Doki Literature Club. If you want to go and watch the VOD, you should. Um, I might do that, actually, yeah. Uh, it is so much. It's so much. It's just so much. <laughs> so much. <laughs> it really is all so right, full on. Riley, we're going to get Riley a blanket and some hot cocoa. Oh, Thank yeah. you all for listening to this episode of Scrammy River. As always, brought to you by the wonderful folks over at channelfireball.com. Head over there and use code SMAR. Right, who's the music player? Joachim Karad, who makes a, 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 a huge range of free music that you can use in all of your content. Thank you so much, Joachim, for basically carrying all the content that I make with your mm-hmm. music. I use his music in almost every content that I make. Joachim Karad, author of the Rodetsky March, as we all know. Yeah, well, that, I was going to say the only exception to that really is the US Marine Corps marching band because they're the ones who play the Rodetsky March for me. But thank you, Joachim Karad. Thank you, Channel Fireball. And thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in. We'll see you next week for more SMAR. Make sure you send in your questions, queries, and quandaries. Mm -hmm. Bit.ly slash join Riley's Discord is the best place to do SMAR submissions. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Stay fresh, cheese bags.